Hello, you fabulous, wonderful beings. Welcome and or welcome back to the Broken Bad Bitches podcast. Yay. Episode Numero tres. Yes. Love it. Love it. Yes, we are very excited to be here today. We actually have a wonderfully fabulous topic, which we will explain momentarily. I think really fast. Let's just give a little check in, you know, give the people what they want, which is us, of course. Yes. And this is your girl, Priscilla, aka Prissy. Oh, yes. And this is Hannah. I always think that we forget to introduce ourselves. Y'all know what the fuck it is. Yeah, but we still we still want to. No, we should be doing that. Yes. (laughs) So today we're going to be discussing basically a lot of self-love, self-care, just being perfectly imperfect and just being all that you are. And learning to accept the things about yourself that you maybe had to come to terms with, you know, and learning to just basically have enough love and respect and acceptance for yourself to create a better life every day and things that you can do to be happier every day and more fulfilled with yourself, which I think we could all use a little love in our life and who better to give it to you than you. Boop. All that. But first, let's go ahead and check in really fast. See how everybody's doing. How you doing, boo? How you doing? I am good. So last week I lost a toenail. I've actually Two. lost an an additional toenail. Yes. So we're eight nails in. Because you were a nine-piece nugget when we signed off. And now we're an eight-piece nugget. I'm hopefully going to get a pedicure discount. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe they'll charge me more because it's weird. Um, but I do have a funny story to tell you guys. So my brother just finished basic training at the Navy. He just graduated. Shout out to Isaiah. My sweet baby. Um, Unfortunately, we were, because of COVID, a lot of things have changed, obviously. And the Navy has not been excluded from that. So we were not able to go to his graduation. (sighs) Very disappointing. But he is basically waiting to go to a school somewhere. And... Priscilla, stop taking pictures of your titties and listen to my story. I'm listening. I love it when my wife looks at me in the eyes while we talk. Anyways, I am focused. Okay, so my brother is waiting to go to A school after basics, and he's just somewhere on base, but he's allowed to have his phone, and (laughs) he just sent me a letter that was from one of his like bunkmates or someone who I guess had seen a picture I had sent of myself and you and Vicky and I. (laughs) And he had already like some friends of his already saw that picture and sent Priscilla and Vicky letters trying to hit on them. Mm -hmm. And Isaiah said, you know, Hannah, we don't get a lot of snacks here. And snacks are like a really big priority. Like a commodity. Hot commodity. And one of my friends saw a picture of you and he was like, damn, bro, that's your sister. And I said, yeah. He goes, so long story short, I told him he could send you a letter and he gave me six strawberry Nutrigrain bars. You're worth six strawberry Nutrigrain bars. I got pimped out for six (laughs) strawberry Nutrigrain bars. I was like, damn. You're worth queen. I know. Uh, I was told Francis about it. She goes, baby, you deserve the green apple. (laughs) You're worth more than a strawberry Nutrigrain bar, bitch. I was like, damn. But I actually wrote his little friend back via text to my brother because I don't have his new like mailing address. Yeah. And I <laughs> sent him a picture of me and my friends in Miami. And I was like, please give my brother three more Nutri-Grain bars. <laughs> in exchange, I have included. <laughs> some picture. I literally said, in, in exchange, here are some pictures of my friends and I doing, quote, hot girl shit. And so, yeah, ho- waiting to see what happens there. But hopefully I'll at least get to be worth nine Nutri-Grain bars pretty soon. I love that. That's so cute. Mm. It happened. I mean, you got to think when you're in that environment, like, yeah, like snacks is the shit, you know? Right. I was like, damn, you couldn't even have traded my innocence for like some hot Cheetos or something. Like it was some Nutri-Grain bars. I was like, damn, brother. (laughs) You damn bad over there. I was like, what the fuck? That's funny. But how are you doing? What's going on with you? I'm good. I have, I wanted to just be home this weekend because I've been doing the most per usual. Always. Yeah. And so I kind of been doing like a lot of spring cleaning and I've been wanting to get in my closet and just really like 
buckle down because I feel like my closet is consisted of two things, gym or mm-hmm. hot girl shit. Like I have no in between. Oh yeah. You couldn't go to like a daytime picnic. Like if you had to go to one of like your son's friend's birthday parties, I don't know what you would wear to that. I would have to pick gym, but that, you know what I'm saying? Like I need to find more. <laughs> you need some like, you need to find acceptable. some like jeans and the casual and some vans. And the- I'm, I'm, ref- I'm I think I'm learning my style because I have so many different styles, but yeah. anywho, I just kind of got in my closet this weekend. I just been trying to like revamp my wardrobe and I'm also leaving to Denver this weekend and it's mm-hmm. just a different vibe, you know, because I know when we went to San Diego, we, I went myself and I'm like, that's not the vibe there, you know, like we were very Miami dressed. I'm very, I'm oh, style yeah. Miami and then you're, we were in San Diego. You're a lot. Yeah. And you're neon and you're bright and you're, yeah. It was just a smidge much. And so I'm, I'm, I, I called it Colorado chic. I was going to say in Colorado is a different vibe too. Exactly. I think it's more kind of that vibe. So I was like, like, you want to be cute hiker girl. Yeah. And I have some cute, oh my God, I'm going to kill it. So it's going to be on the gram. Your Instagram is not ready. (laughs) So go check me out on my Instagram so you could see all of my Colorado chic fits and tell me what you guys think. But it's funny that you mentioned your toes and because I have a toe story recently. So it happened like two weeks ago, but I, speaking of toes, just, you know, people like feet. So (laughs) people like nice feet. So as you know, you heard from the last episode, I'm like casually dating, you know, here and there. And not as much. I, for real, slow down. But there is, no, yeah, yeah. There is one um, prospect, as we call them, and we'll get into that, that, um, you know, we've been kind of like hanging out. We'll hang out at least like maybe like once a week. And we'll have like cute little like we'll go to dinner or we'll like play dominoes mm-hmm. or we'll just like we'll watch like home improvement shows. Like we just cute vibe, whatever. And it was like the week leading up until me going to Atlanta. And mm-hmm. I did, didn't get my toes done. But we were kind of like, you know, hanging out a lot. And we were like kind of chilling at the house. So it was like. I was like, oh, okay, he doesn't like, he's not going to notice my toes. So he peeped that girl. So embarrassing. So literally I'm at the airport and I'm putting my little hot girl, you know, travel pick at the airport. You can see my cute little Dallas, uh, El Chewy slides as you do as per usual. Um, I have my little ticket, just a little boop. And so I FaceTime him when, um, cause he's flying out to Mexico that day. And I was like, I flew out to Georgia. And so I FaceTime him. It was like kind of early. And he was like, I seen you got your toes done. Uh, <laughs> no. And all I could do was. Cause in that uh, moment I was like, so for the past week, two weeks, <laughs> he's been noticed that my toes were not up to par and poor little baby didn't say anything. He didn't say not no, a word. No. Wow. What a respectable man. Yeah. And so after he said that, I was like, <laughs> I always wonder that, you know, if you ever like are hanging out with someone and your toes are crusty, like a little bit, like you just, it's time for you yeah, to get yeah, another yeah. pedicure or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if people notice and they're he just noticed. polite, you noticed. Oh, because sometimes you think like, you know, they're going to accept me as I am. And I mean, obviously like he did or whatever, you but better it was just suck like... my little talent foot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm just like, I feel like, okay, I can't, I can't slack off no more. Like people are noticing. So he said my flaws are visible. <laughs> long story short, me and Hannah, but w- with our toes, well, I've had my toes done since we then. We have but a grand total of 18 toenails. 18 toenails. And we're taking all 18 of them to get and pedicures. And we're taking life by storm. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, all is well. I'm just excited to go um, on this trip. Did you order a, a pink dress for my birthday? I, I did. I found like this really hot, a hot pink mini dress. Yes. And hopefully it fits. I it got will. the we gotta speak smallest it. size, but I found it on Fashion Nova and I typically know my size there. So it should be good unless I'm just getting thick on them, oh. which is a possibility. But I, I'm going to go to Windsor too and okay. get just something in case and I'll just return one or the other. Maybe I'll just keep both for the next year's birthday. Mm, I'm excited. She hasn't even sent me a picture, so I guess I'm just going to find out the day of. That That's my present. Yeah, I decided I didn't want to show you. It's not anything crazy, but I have like good accessories to wear with it, and I think it's going to be a schmood. Okay, I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. But, or, yeah, or I'll scramble to find something. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be great, unless it doesn't fit. All right. <clears throat> but I think that just about wraps up yeah. all of our personal nonsense. We're thriving. Thriving as per usual. Speaking of thriving, today's episode is all about thriving. 
Yes. And by no means are me and Hannah perfect, but I think Absolutely we wanted to not. share through like our trial and error. I thank you. Oh, that is the sweetest. Tissues. We have the best audio Give this engineer. man a mic. We, yeah, our audio engineer needs to have a mic. Yeah, he's so funny. Like we'll uh, be editing the episodes after and he's like, adding this commentary, commentary. that's like, so it. funny and he like notices these little things about us and like he's the cutest it's so funny he's the cutest and he spells my name wrong on purpose to irk me <laughs> but we still love him anyways he's an essential part of our team more than um but as far as um again we're not saying we're perfect by any means Absolutely but we're not. just coming from our trial and error and our testimony mm-hmm. and you know in our journey too because yeah. i think uh you know Sometimes things are really turbulent and it's easy to forget what a stunning and amazing creature you are, even through your flaws and through maybe your fuck ups and through, you know, maybe other people don't view you that way, but you can always choose to love yourself and to choose to embrace the perfectly imperfect. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about you know, our journeys and how we feel our life has changed since we truly, and you do have to decide, I think, to really fall in love with yourself Mm -hmm. and about our testimonies there. We're also going to talk about how detrimental negative self-talk can be to your headspace and your overall life. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, we're going to give you uh, some of our favorite little tips and tricks for how we can bring ourselves back to an emotion of loving energy and compassion for our own selves. Mm-hmm. That, I think that's pretty much what we're doing. So let's just go ahead and yeah. get into it. So Priscilla, do you want to talk about maybe where you were versus how you are now, um, where you're at as far as just choosing to be your best self every day? Yeah. So my story, I would say... Me and like you said earlier, you really have to choose. Mm -hmm. And I think actively, actively. And I think I really made that choice. I want to say about three, four years ago, um, I was, you know, just going through a lot in my life and doing a lot of shifting and moving. And um, I kind of that's when I really fell into more spirituality because I did grow Mm -hmm. up really religious. I grew up Jehovah's Witness. So I kind of, you know. I'm not mad at the way I grew up because no. it did set a good set of boundaries and morals and things that I, you know, principles that I implemented in my life. But I think as I grew up and I had time to experience more things and question more things, I found spirituality and it really changed my life. And I was brought there. I had a really rough childhood and um, I still kind of, I'm working through that. And, Absolutely. and I'm about to be 30 years old and I'm still going through mm-hmm. things from my childhood trauma And I don't by any means blame anybody. I think, you know, I kind of discovered that my parents did the best that they could with what they knew how to do at the time. Right. And so I'm trying to, you know, work through that. And then I got into a very um, soul tie relationship um, in my 20s that lasted my entire 20s. Um, And it broke me down so much Mm -hmm. that I really hit emotionally, spiritually rock bottom. Right. And I had that choice that you said in that moment. I said, I have to, and I always, when I refer, when I tell people about it, I say, it was almost like my Phoenix moment. It was my moment right. when I was nothing. I was ash. I was broken pieces. You and, were just destroyed. Yes. And broken down entirely mm-hmm. of a being. And you have to actively choose to rise from that, to rise from the right. ashes. And I did that. I started meditating. I started practicing meditation. Um, I started journaling. I started really researching astrology and doing a lot of self-discovery things. I, love that. I stopped eating meat. I um, started exercising regularly. Like there, it was, and it was a slow change. Like it didn't happen overnight. Like I, no, no. Throughout you know these last four years, have chosen self-love at the premise of it. And through that, so many more lessons were added as far as boundaries, as far as, you know, um, staying in your power, as far Mm -hmm. as um, even like with the food and diet and lifestyle changes, it's just learning your own willpower. And it's just been an, it's been an amazing journey. It's been a hard journey, but through, it was through that broken place that I really found myself. And I think a big part of that has the the theme of that was just I'm just I've been searching for love 
And I think it's been me searching for love in all the wrong places because I didn't get necessarily what I needed as a child. I didn't get what I needed as an adult, you know, dating and in in those kind of relationships. I, I, I just, I I think I'm still deep down like that little girl, that child me just still looking for love and admiration. Mm -hmm. And it put me in some bad situations and it, it It does. I self-sacrifice because I would hold on to any strain of affection or love or attention that I would get. And it took a long time for me to realize, like you said earlier, like who else better than to give that to myself? Right. Because I always put out so much love and light and and energy into the people that were close to me that were literally draining me. And I was like, imagine if Mm -hmm. I put that into myself. Imagine if I was willing to make the sacrifices that mm-hmm. I made for other people, but for, for me, me and like where how I could be. How amazing that would mm-hmm. be and how loved I would feel and how deeply immense I would feel like I was nurturing myself. Absolutely. And I actively had to choose that because I wasn't doing mm-hmm. that for myself. We kind of do checkpoints too. Me and Hannah are really good about this. We'll be like, a situation will happen and we'll talk about it. And we'll say, you know what? A year ago, we would have done this. Or two years ago, we would have accepted this. And right. so it kind of, we like to, almost like report cards. Like we just like to remind ourselves how far mm-hmm. we came in this journey. And in situations where someone maybe doesn't treat us the best, we can still with each other kind of like take a step back and say like, you know, we stayed in our power Mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. But I think that when you have a strong sense of self Mm -hmm. and a strong devotion to yourself and to your future and your life, it does make it easier to make better decisions. And like you said, not self-sacrifice for other Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. And I think a major turning point where it was like a big, um, I want to say karmic cycle that I kind of closed Um, and I remember I was crying on the phone and, and you told me, you were like, you know, doing what's right isn't always doing what's, what's the easiest. Yeah. And in situations when you're healing and when you're finding self-love, it's not easy. It's, it's bad, but you know, you kind of make it through. And so that's, that's a little bit of how, you know, self-love changed my life. And I think as we go through these next couple of, you know, episodes, I'm going to talk, you know, we'll get more into details about our trauma and our relationships and mm-hmm. things, but, you know, in, in, in the grand scheme, you know, broad scope of it, um, self-love changed my life dramatically by choosing. And I love that for you. Thank you. And it's all a choice. That's one thing that, um, is really easy to escape the mind is that you do to a certain extent, wake up and have a choice every day. You know, you don't always get to choose your circumstances, where you came from, or, you know, sometimes you don't really get to choose what your life looks like on a day-to-day basis, but you do get to choose how you look at your life. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that you always need to keep in mind as well. So I'm so glad that you went on that journey. You said like three to four years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm, It's beautiful. I'm trying to think when I feel that my journey truly started, I think that it's been like a long road. Um, I don't know. Growing up, I didn't see my mom have good relationships with men. And I think that became like a role. Obviously, your mom's like a big role model in your life. Every young girl, I think, feels that way to an extent. Yeah. Um, Those of us that are like blessed enough to have mothers, of course. But And I never really saw her have like a good relationship with men. And so I think it uh, deeply affected the way that I think about men. And then that mixed with like my father not really wanting to be there as much. I definitely had a lot of like toxic traits as far as like being in relationships and being with people just for the sake of not wanting to be alone and not really valuing myself. And I'm trying to think like when all that really changed, probably when I broke up with my last boyfriend, which was almost two years ago now. And then right at the same time, I remember the same week, I had just finished reading um, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, which if you haven't read that, you totally, totally should. And it talks a lot about, you know, really manifesting what you want and putting what you want out there into the world and acting as if you already have those things. So I remember in the same week, I broke up with my boyfriend and I put a loan on a car that at the time I like, I couldn't not afford it, but it was like an expensive car for me at the time. It's still the car I have now, Mm. but 
it really pushed me to think about things differently and to think about myself differently in that, you know, you are capable of so many things. And what do you have to gain by playing it safe? Oh, you know that. Yeah. What do you have to gain by playing it safe? Um, I don't know if y'all have ever read The Alchemist. If y'all haven't, you literally have to. I cry every day reading The Alchemist. It's such a beautiful book. I've been reading it for like a year because I only read like a page a day. (laughs) But, um, you know, it was talking about that when you're a little kid, your heart speaks to you so much about all these things that you want to do and all these dreams that you have and your wildest fantasies about what you want your life to look like. And as you grow up, your heart stops telling you these things. And it instead of telling you so loudly, it whispers them quietly because it's trying to protect you because sometimes going after what you really want is the hardest thing to do. And it makes your heart suffer. Mm-hmm. But that really, a lot of people don't end up chasing their dreams because they're afraid and that they don't feel like they deserve it. But that's really like an idea that you and somewhere along the way you got in your head. I think that's society too. You know how they always say like, you know, as you're an adult, you, you're a little bit more tarnished. Your ego is a little bit more built you're up. You're jaded. You're jaded. You're, Absolutely. Yeah. And you are just all a product of environment. But the thing is, is like, it's whatever happened to you is not your fault, but it is your fault if you choose to sit and just revel in your misery instead of actively deciding to be great. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I think buying that car and breaking up with that guy and just deciding I don't want to be with anyone. I only want to be with myself. And I told myself, you're dating yourself now. Mm -hmm. And I really have been, like we said before, actively dating myself. And I feel like I'm in such a better spot. I started doing things that were severely out of my comfort zone and going places I had never been and just doing things that I didn't think I was going to do and really broadening my horizons and really realizing that I had been setting my own limitations in life and that that had been detrimental and that I'm not going to do that anymore. Period. Period. I've definitely done a lot of growing and a lot of learning and by no means am I done. I don't think you're ever done. People make happiness conditional. And I think that's a big thing. You got to find happiness in everything you do. Exactly. And once you find happiness in everything you do, all those moments of happiness and appreciation will produce more of that because you're already in that mindset. Mm -hmm. So what you're looking for is going to be more easily obtainable for you. Right. Because happiness is not a destination. Mm -hmm. The goal is to chase something that you are so ecstatic and so wholeheartedly thrilled about that you could wake up and chase it every day and be happy. It's not a destination. It's It's literally the journey. Because you got to think how empty that sounds. If you're like, oh, if I get this house, if I get this man, Mm -hmm. or if I get this money, then I'll be happy. Then And that's so boring. And do you ever do that where you like are really into some guy and then you kind of start dating him and then he gets really into you and you're like, ah, you are boring. Never mind. Or is that just the Gemini in me? I'm a Gemini moon. So that's, I don't know. Mm. Are we are we toxic? toxic? Another episode. Moving on. um, (laughs) Gotta go. Speaking of, um, we also kind of wanted to touch upon, I think that kind of goes into, you know, actively choosing better is also actively choosing better things to say to yourself and creating a better narrative Mm -hmm. for yourself. Because again, if you're always waiting for something to make you happy. And you're like, oh, well, once I get this body, I'll be happy. But until then, I hate myself. I'm fat. I'm this. Or when I get this man, I'll be happy. But until then, I'm lonely. I'm this. It's like Mm -hmm. you're just creating this false narrative for yourself and this very low-level energy for yourself. Exactly. And all of that is coming from a place of lack Mm -hmm. instead of a place of abundance. What you need to do is walk through the world as if you already have these things that you want. Manifesting. And truly live in this world that you create where you have these things and eventually they will find you. And, you know, like you said, the things you say, you manifest. So whether that be great things, if you're always saying all these great things and you're always going to get the parking spot, then guess what? You're going to get front row at Kroger every single time. Oh, Um, but if you're constantly saying things like, 
you know, I'm just so this, or I'm so broke, or I'm so this. It's like, bro, you're stuck in your story. Stop playing the victim. You know, you have to actively choose to do more every day. If something makes you highly uncomfortable, you should do it. Everybody should skydive. That's what I'm saying. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but if you really focus on a simple thing that everything in this world is made up of energy, vibration, and frequency, it will change your world if you can kind of get that concept down because it's the same for your words because audio has an energy and a vib- you know, vibration and a frequency. And you're actually, when, you're, when you speak, you create spells. That's how powerful we are as people. And I um, told Hannah a little fun fact that abracadabra. It's a fun thing that we've heard as kids growing up. It was all, always associated right. with magic. We, you know, you always, always makes think you of, think of the magician with the rabbit in the hat. Exactly. Abracadabra. But what it actually means is I will create as I speak. That's like beautiful. I will create as I speak. And that really aligns to the law of attraction and mm-hmm. the idea of manifestation is being able to create as you speak. And like Hannah said earlier, like you have to believe it's happening and not, not lying to yourself at all. It's just you being so sure and having, so, and moving through your world, having so much faith in, mm-hmm. in whatever, whether you, whether it's your God or universe or source or however you, you refer to your higher being or higher power, having so much faith in that, that you'll say, I know it's going to come to me. And so I'm, it's going to be my house here, my man here, my health here, my money in the bank. Like you just have to really have yeah. that much, you know, as you speak and it, mm-hmm. you'll create it. It's, it's just, and, and so it is. And so it is. All right. Moving into, uh, tips and tricks for self love. These are just yes. some things that me and Hannah compiled a list of things that we actively do in our mm-hmm. life and actively choosing better and wanting better. Um, we right. also, as you guys are listening, if you resonate with anything, let us know. Or if you do something that you that think we, we don't mention, yeah, we don't mention that you really say this really works for me. Share yeah, it. Cause I want to know about it. We want to know we're a community of, we all want to grow and get better right. and have better self-love. So. Exactly. And some of these things are so vital to my life at this point that if I don't do some of these things for a while, you can really tell the difference. Um, so I'll go ahead and get started. I know one thing for me is I am, I'm very OCD. No, I, I do. I have not my prissy poo. I have a problem. No, Um, it's good. It's fine. (laughs) But I, I use it to my benefit again, cause I'm not making myself a victim of it. I use it to my benefit and mm-hmm. I've learned to really live with it in a positive way. And a big thing in my routine is I make to-do lists. And if anyone has ever known me in the history of my life, I have had a set planner or a set journal. I am 28 years old and I still walk around with a fully stacked pencil pouch. You do multicolored pens, the nice pins, ones felt fine ball tip. You don't have to brag. Highlighters. Oh, it's all in there. It's so funny. We're so opposite in that regard. I'm like, I was trying to find a different colored pin the other day and I was like, I got black and blue. And I was like, Ooh, fuck. but what I do is I get very strategic and I got my best friend Siobhan on this and she's been doing it for a while. And it, she said it really helped her and it, cause she struggled in it as well, but just being and it connects with being mindful and being mm-hmm. being intentional with your time. So, oh, absolutely, having a planner and writing down things you got to do that day. And something that me and her has started doing recently is, you know, with everything we have to do, we literally get like a schedule where we do like hours, and we get different colors and say, okay, this is my time to create. This is my time for work. You know, and we even include like wow. study time. We include even drive. Like, okay, it's going to take me fifteen minutes to get here, so I'm going to start here and. That way there's no room for, oh, I didn't have time. No, you because mm-hmm. you're so intentional and mindful with your time. This is my gym time. This is my snack time. This is my rest time. This is my work time. This is my creative time. This is my fun time. This like you get really intentional if you have a lot on your plate. Like, and I think for me, I needed right. that because I was working full time. I'm a single mom. I was going to school full time. I was doing clinicals on the weekends. Like yeah. I had no time. Cause I really budgeted my time, like how I budget my money. I set a plan, uh, uh, you know, to a month 
and then I would get, get really honed in on like two weeks. And just as you would sit down and like budget your money for bills, utilities, rent, fun, like mm-hmm. I did that with my time and I got really intentional with it. I love that for you. I do journaling and planning too. I do do it a little bit differently because I'm not as much, uh, OCD. It's fine. I'm not like a hyper organizer, but, and I'm not even sure I've never been diagnosed, but Priscilla and I theorize that I might have a touch of the ADD. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, I am very distracted. I find it really hard to focus. I literally walk back and forth between my house. Like I know I'm supposed to be cleaning, but like I go and I'm like, oh, I should start laundry. And then I'm like, well, I can't start laundry. I should do this first. And then I'm like, oh, and then I go to do that. And then I start the dishes. And then I realize I shouldn't do that first. And then I walk around for like an hour and nothing is done. And so I make my plan for like the whole week. And then like the night before I plan out more other things I need to do outside of the house that day before work. And then that day I write down things like, in what specific order I need to do them. Like such as if I know I need to sweep and do um, like two loads of laundry and I need to do the dishes. I, I write them all down and I like literally pick out what order would be best because otherwise I literally like have a hard time focusing on the task at hand. And like, I just get so distracted and I end up just doing nothing. So everything I do is written down. Mm-hmm. And because I write stuff down, at so many different time intervals, it does look really chaotic when you look at my journal. Like Priscilla gets anxious when she looks at my journal. She doesn't even like to look at I'm it. Like shut it, because first of all, it's all one pin. It's all one color pin, and I like scribble things out, and then I put like big messy stars by things that are important. And then if I like don't do something and I have to move it to the next day, I circle it and then I move it with an arrow and then I write it again. Like and it's chaotic looking. It looks chaotic, but when I tell you. She's cringing. She's cringing <laughs> aggressively. I can't even see her. Let me put my glasses. Yep. Cringing aggressively. But um, if I don't do this as chaotic as it seems to like other people, it is literally my only way to do anything. Otherwise, I am literally a mess. Yeah. No, and you have to do things that fit your learning style right. and fit so, your yeah. It doesn't schedule. all have to look one specific way. Yeah, no. And some people like to do stuff on their phone, Ooh, I can't. which that is the weirdest thing to me. At least we have that in common. We yeah. we're like a paper person. Yeah. But I, I do think it'd be better to have things on my phone because sometimes I don't have my whole planner with me. No, some of, um like I've seen some of people like, yeah, like they'll pull it up and they'll have like color co- codes and like it's in their Google maps. I mean, in their Google mm. calendar is all nice. I'm like, oh, I love that for you. I I feel like you would really like that. I'm surprised that you don't do that. I, I'm kind of like you. I like pen to paper. I like to write it out. Because also mm-hmm. me writing in, in that certain color, that's also helping my memory. Yeah. So, and it's helping me retain it. It's helping me remember. It's helping me keep focus. So. And writing stuff down in general. Like I remember I did, not to brag, but I did like a semester and a half at community college. Yeah. <laughs> Killing the game. And um, during that, none of our classes, we were... N- <laughs> Okay, with your multiple degrees. She's laughing at my bitch ass. Um, and the whole time we were not allowed to have laptops in class. And like it was school-wide, none of the classes. You had to take physical hand notes every class because they said that it physically writing it does something like special for your brain and it helps you remember shit. As a former teacher, I can attest to that. Right. And like there will be times where I'm out and I'll be like, hey, Siri, set a to-do list. And then I'll tell it to tell me to do whatever. I ignore it. I can't, I don't know. It just doesn't help my brain. And that's what the colors do for you too. Like it's um, proven that different colors like help you retain. Like I used to teach government. And so I would tell my students, write your uh, like political figures or like any names in blue, write your dates, highlight them orange. And that way, if you're studying and you could flip back, it's really, it helps you retain it. But also Mm -hmm. as you're going back through them, you could easily find what you're looking for more. Like, and Hannah pointed it out. She's like, Priscilla, she was like, you know, tourists get a bad rep for being lazy, but really you guys put all the work on the front end so that way you mm-hmm. can be productive, lazy on the back end. I'm like, you right. fucking cracked the code, bitch. I did. I am Da Vinci or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Cause no, that's literally how you move. You plan yeah. everything out in advance. You have an exact specific written down meticulous way that you do everything. And then that way there's no stress when you're actually doing it. 
And I know some people really like to fly by the seat of their pants. Mm -hmm. And if that works for you, then girl, live your best life. But for me, massive anxiety. So yes, making a planner and writing things down definitely changes the game. Because honestly, it doesn't sound like self-love as much, but it's really like helping yourself to feel calm in the moment. Like, especially if you're the type of person who does get anxious about the plan and when things are happening and what the timeline is. And it really helps to put your mind at ease. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. So moving forward, another thing that I think Priscilla is probably a little bit better at this than I am just because my work schedule is a little less fixed than mm-hmm. hers. But um, just as well as like planning, having a routine, like something that you do every day, even something as simple to me, honestly, guys, is like making your bed in the morning really sets a good tone for the day. I know some people like to have a really in-depth morning routine. Priscilla has a pretty good one. Yes. I love my morning routine. Um, my morning routine, I wake because I I've tried it where I like literally wake up last minute, throw my clothes on and get out the door. And I'm just so groggy throughout the day. And I feel like that kind of shit stresses me out. Yeah, I don't. And I've tried this new thing. So I wake up at, so I put my alarm for 4.30. I hit snooze once or twice, just depending on the it's vibe. part of the routine. Part of the routine. And I, yeah, because I include time for snoozes. You give yourself grace. I do. You know me. That's beautiful. So I wake up, I make my bed, I have like a pre-workout, I get dressed for the gym and I go work out and I stretch. Um, I usually do like a t- either 15 or 30 minute yoga. I do, I run a mile or two every day and I keep track of my oh time my to track God. my progress. And then I do like a 30 to 45 minute um like strength training. Mm-hmm. And then I have a sauna at my uh, at my apartment. So I'll go sit in the sauna, stretch again, shower, meditate, and go to work. So I love it because it wakes me up. I feel like I have better days. Where's I, the food? Why is there no food involved? I don't really eat too much in the morning. Like I'm good with like, because um, I do my pre-workout and then I have like a coffee and maybe like a like croissant. And, a croissant? <laughs> and I just carry on through my day. Yeah. My, I, I can't eat too much in the morning. You have a very intensive morning routine that I love that for you. And even on weekends, you're pretty good. She was bragging to me earlier today about sleeping until eight in the morning. She's like, <laughs> ah, I feel so blessed and spoiled. I <laughs> slept in until eight in the morning. That's big for me. And I was like, wow, I'm proud of you, little boo. But to me, that's like the opposite. Like we literally, guys, work opposite schedules. So like... Part of her morning routine too is while she's getting ready and getting her pre-workout, I also FaceTime her. Yes. Because that's when I'm doing my night routine. And she's eating like a water burger. Right. Or whatever the fuck I have at the house. But yeah, if I haven't gone shopping, then water burger. Mm-hmm. Um, but so yours is much more intensive. Mine is much more chillaxed just because I don't like work in the day. And so it kind of just depends. Like if I'm going to stay home all day, then I'll do it one way. And if I am going to go out, then I have like, so I have like two varying morning routines, but it all has to start with letting my dogs out, making my bed, and then like doing like five minutes worth of stretches in the morning. That's typically how it gets started. And it just tells me like, all right, the bed is made. Because if I don't make my bed, I will smooth go get back in that bitch and lay down and like scroll on Instagram. And usually what I try and do is wake up and I don't know why it's so refreshing to me to wake up and then just start cleaning. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Like I just you get wake your body up moving. Mm-hmm. and then right in the morning I make the bed and then I will like stretch or whatever and then go do my dishes from like the night before. And then I like usually I might start a load of laundry or I else I get really backed up on laundry. And then I write in my journal about the other like little things that I need to do for the day. Yeah. And that's how I live my life. But it really has helped me because genuinely, I will waste my whole entire day if I do not write shit down. And not even on purpose. I just like get so distracted. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, I want to paint. But I also, I will say at the same time that I like to plan, I do allow myself grace in that, you know, men are like the sun and women are like the moon. And so we go through these long hormonal cycles, you know, your menstrual cycle is a moon cycle. Yes. And so there are times that, you know, you're not the same throughout the whole month. Sometimes you have your days where all you want to do is create. And sometimes you need to just listen to that. And then sometimes you want to just rest and you need to listen to that. 
So two, listening to your body while still trying to maintain some sort of cohesive routine. I mean, that's like the balance yeah, of life. There, that's there's ideal. certain mornings where I don't wake up and I don't go to the gym mm-hmm. and I, I'll just, but I'll wake up and I'll take a shower and I'll listen to my audiobook because yeah, that's me giving myself grace, still mm-hmm. sticking to the schedule, but still doing things for me. So, and you can't be super hard on yourself. Something you got to do no. is give yourself grace. Giving yourself grace is something that too is really hard because sometimes you have so much going on or maybe it's the way you grew up or whatever it is, but you can have such high expectations for yourself. And sometimes that's not realistic. You Mm -hmm. need to really be willing to compromise with yourself in some things. Especially my earth signs, stop being so hard on yourself. Oh my good gracious. I I know from speaking as one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so we touched on this a little too, but another good thing you can do that really helps you live a better day-to-day life and really helps to reset your mental space and your mindset, meditating, sometimes even just breath work. Like if I'm having a moment where I'm very anxious, just literally doing like a deep breathing exercise really can change the game for me at least. Um, If I'm in a bad mood and I'm just feeling like I'm having a really bad day, uh, this is like switching topics because I think we we could talk a lot about meditating, but I think mm-hmm. at this point it's kind of j- the general wave. You know, people the are kind of just people are getting on it. People know if you don't know, come on, come on, man, come on. But um, another thing for me, if you're having like a really bad day and you're just having like a bad time and it's just stressed out, girl, just dance. Literally, yes. get in some like little sweats and like yes. go around your house while you're cleaning, while you're cooking, and just fucking get it. Yeah, like there's so there's an actual it's actually good for your chakras to dance and you're moving your body, you're releasing the energy, you're flowing the energy. Mm-hmm. And something too that Siobhan does, it's super cute, is she hula hoops. And oh, I know, put I see on music her on her Instagram. And she'll hula, hula hoop and it's so cute. And I dance around my living room every Saturday morning with a cup of coffee and it really, it just right. gets me going. I kind of do it most mornings. I kind of When you work in the nighttime, as long as you get up at a good time, pretty much every morning becomes like a Saturday morning, like (laughs) for you. And so uh, I'm always in the cut, just sweeping, dancing around my house. It takes me so long to clean because most of it, I'm being Shakira. Ooh. I am. These hips don't lie. Girl, I might tell a fib though, because my my (laughs) plexus be off. (laughs) (laughs) They might tell a little fib too. Uh, I just, just a little white lie, but no, I am the great value version of Shakira in my home. I love it for my dogs. And I, even my dogs know they dance with me. Clementine will come and be tall and I'll hold her hands and we, you shimmy, we get in it. Yes. Love it. it. It's great. And it really just brings the mood up like immensely. It does. It makes me feel so good. Like I'll sometimes sh- dance in my living room and then, or I'll just dance in the shower and take like long showers. It mm-hmm. just, it's so nice. Right. And just like allowing yourself the time and energy and space to just like be yourself and be unapologetic and just like exist in the moment. And mm-hmm. It's really nice. It's really good for you. Um, I guess, one of the last ones that we kind of talked about when we were getting ready was dating yourself and how important mm-hmm. that is. And we talk about it a lot. Yeah. But. Cause I still like my coworker the other day, she was like, you know, where do you go for to, to eat lunch or brunch? And I told her, and she was like, I don't ever go out. I don't go to restaurants. And I'm like, I'm like, do you go out to eat by yourself? She's like, oh my God, I I would never. And I'm like, So many people say that. And like, I guess I've lived in a world where I go out to eat by myself so frequently that I never think about that people are anxious to do so, but they're like, what? Everyone's like looking at you. And I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, everyone's like, well, people are gonna, I'm like, I need to find their business. I love to go by myself. I love being by myself. I want to go shopping by myself. Like, you know, you just get to put your, your little headphones in and you just vibe the fuck out and you can do whatever. Or you bring your planner and plan the week. You bring your laptop, figure some shit out, you know? Yeah. But it's just, it's nice, you know, because why, I don't know. Like people who feel that way, I guess literally like if you wanted sushi and you hit up all of your friends. So if I hit up all three of my friends (laughs) and then none of those three girls (laughs) want to go get sushi, am I just supposed to like sit at home and crave it? 
No. That sounds ridiculous. Seize the day. Seize the sushi. Ooh. I am hungry. (laughs) We just ate pizza. We did. No, but I think that that's important when people say like they can't do things by themselves. I'm like, I... Yeah. And again, self-limiting talk. Self-limiting. Yeah. I will go sit out by the pool by myself. Mm -hmm. I'll go to a coffee shop. I will go to Mm -hmm. a bar. I will go out to eat. I'm fixing to buy myself Bad Bunny tickets. One singular ticket. I did that. I went to a J. Cole concert. I think we were talking about it oh, when yeah. you said the Bad Bunny. And I was like, go. she's like, I think I'm going to go by myself. And I was like, girl, I did that. My, one of my favorite artists is J. Cole. He came. Love J. Cole. And I got a floor seat by myself. Uh, spent a little bread. Girl. But I took myself out and I had me a good old time, honey. I love myself, but I don't know if I $1,200 floor seat at Bad Bunny tickets alone love myself. Oh, no, it wasn't that much. Yeah. I love J. Cole, but I got bills and a child and shit. Somebody better buy me a Bad Bunny ticket. Period. Otherwise, I'll cry. Manifest it, girl. Speak it. Someone is going to buy you a Bad Bunny ticket. You got to show the people that we practice and what we preach. It's going to happen. I'm All I know is that I'm going to see and hopefully meet Bad Bunny or else I can't live anymore because <laughs> I love him. Okay, that's not what this Let's is about. change the narrative. <laughs> okay, you're right. I rest peacefully in the knowledge that I will have what I want and that what I want, which is to see Bad Bunny live in concert, is swiftly on its way to me. And I am so grateful. And so it is. Maktab. Just killed the game there. I love that. And so that's definitely a good example of positive self-talk, which kind of segues into one last little tip that I want to get into. And it is a little more serious. Like, when I first started learning that I'm a totally worthy, amazing specimen that deserves to be happy. Yes, you are, girl. Period. But when I started learning that, I used to do a lot of like affirmations in the mirror. And like for me, this was like really hard, first of all, because I'm a crybaby and I just be crying. But <laughs> no. <laughs> Literally me at all times, just (laughs) sobbing, just sobbing. She has a box of tissue right in front of her. (laughs) That was for the sneezing. I got the uh, allergies. Both of them. I had adult onset allergies. You know how upsetting it is to never have a runny nose your whole life and then all of a sudden. (laughs) Anyways, but doing literal mirror affirmations, like it's a very intimate and emotional moment sometimes to have with yourself to literally get in the mirror And I look myself dead in my cute little brown eyes and I say, I am worthy. I am loved. I am cherished. I deserve to be happy. And like sometimes it it can be like so emotional. I know it sounds so simple and Mm -hmm. stupid probably, but legitimately this has changed my life. I used to like tell myself this every single day until I believed it. Mm-hmm. And like I would write on expo markers all over all of my mirrors, like you are love, you are light, you are blessed. I am grateful, like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And it really, really, really helps. It really helps just you practice changing how you speak instead of saying like, oh, I fucked up. It's like, well, you know, things go the way they go, but I don't know. And I think the the adding the mirror in is you're forced to kind of face yourself mm-hmm. and that adds a different level of intimacy. Because even when you're talking to somebody and you're looking away versus you look them in the eye, it adds a different it's level intimate. of intimacy and you're, to you that know, conversation. And you think about that you're intimate with a lot of other people, you know, not obviously that doesn't mean sex, but <laughs> see that they say like that on the TikTok, <laughs> um, but not just like, you know, intimate in so many ways and just being vulnerable. And sometimes it's hard to be vulnerable with with yourself and you don't realize that you're not being until you literally get face to face with yourself and look yourself in the eyes and say, I am worthy of love. Mm -hmm. I love myself. And you never realize like how powerful it can be. So I invite everybody to just do that and have a little moment and potentially a little cry sesh with yourself in the mirror. It is beautiful. I think it can even be like positive, like after, like before date or before job interview. Mm-hmm. And I kind of showed her one of my favorite shows is Insecure on HBO. And when, as she was telling me about it, I was like, oh, that's what Issa Rae does. And she gets in the mirror and she was like, oh, 
who's that bitch? You are. Hello. Okay. Sweater. Like, you know, and you just, right. if you hype your, like how you would hype up your girlfriends, you need to hype mm-hmm. up yourself like that as well. Like get in the mirror and be like, damn girl, that ass is poking today. Like damn girl. That- right. Where's my permanent? Cause I can't be walking around just willy nilly with this wagon. With this shit. goddamn what? Beep, beep, <laughs> back it up. It beep, beep. Beep. I am breaking the law. I'm riding dirty. Breaking the goddamn <laughs> law with his fucking dump truck. Boop. Yeah, no, I like to do that. I get in the mirror and I'm like, bitch, where your waistline? <laughs> where? <laughs> where? Where is it? I can't find it. But so <laughs> it really does something special for you. And yeah, not just in a sad way, but like she said, for anything, like you're going on this date and you're like, you know what? This date might go well. This date might go terrible. But I know that I am a great person and I have a lot to offer this world and to other people. Exactly. And to myself. And you can really just talk yourself through a lot. Oh, for sure. Like self-therapy. Because that goes back to you choosing better and creating your own narrative. Mm -hmm. Love Mm -hmm. it. All right, we're going to wrap it up then. Um, We want to thank you guys so much. Yes, thank you guys so much for being with us here as usual. And because we know that you just simply cannot get enough of us, you can follow us at YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok at Broken Bad Bitches. That is an X instead of the C. And on Twitter at Bitches Bad, same thing, X instead of a C. And we just want to really sit here and after talking about all this, send you the most pure love and light. And we want, you know, if you're on your spiritual journey or you're on your journey to finding self-love, we just want to send you so much love and light genuinely from our hearts to yours. From the bottom of our hearts, we want you to know that you are a precious, coveted resource and that you should be so grateful to have yourself in your corner every day. And we also wanted to leave you with this really beautiful little quote that we found that says, people will love you and people will hate you. And none of that has anything to do with you. Period. Period. Say it again for them, girl. Say it again. People will love you. People will hate you. And none of that has anything to do with you. Love that. All right. And so we will see you next Thursday at 7, every Thursday at 7. Every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And you could catch us anywhere you listen to your podcasts at Spotify and Google Podcasts and still working on Apple Music. But we want to thank you guys so much for listening to us. Thank you. Bye. Bye.